Happy New Year and welcome back to CRCC Spotlights. Um, I'm Helen Souter from the crime team. I've got Tom Macon from the regulatory team and David Trapp from the competition team. I think this is episode six that we're bringing to you now. Um, first one of the new year. So we are here to talk about our investigations outlook 2021 to start us off in January. Um, we last spoke to you before Christmas on privilege challenges, but we're taking a break from our focus on those sort of pre-enforcement or early stage issues to talk about this well, our team's outlook for the year. It's our firm's predictions basically for 2021 based on what we've seen in 2020 and our views on what's coming down the road. So we're going to speak about nine core areas that our predictions sit within. Um, they are variously anti-money laundering, AML, competition, data protection, supply chain or ESG failings, climate risk and financial services, sanctions, culture and governance, SEA enforcement, whistleblowing and the SFO. So these are the areas of the sort of nine key sort of headers that our predictions sit within. And we're just going to give you a really brief flavour of the full set of predictions. So they obviously come from a bigger piece, uh, which is available on the Insights website for the rationales and the detail behind these sort of headers that we're talking about. Please do head over to that website and look in the features section. So um, kicking us straight off then uh, on my side with AML anti-money laundering, our core prediction in that area is that we're going to see two criminal prosecutions brought by the SCA for uh, AML offences. So that's our sort of headline prediction in that area. Uh, we also expect to see increasing but cautious deployment of AFOs, sorry, account freezing orders and unexplained wealth orders, UWOs. And very briefly, we would note that the government is due to respond to proposals to reform the SARS regime, companies register and introduce a new economic crime levy. So I know that's very, very whistle stop, very high level, but we'll give you obviously more news on that as it comes in. David, what about the competition piece? Yeah, thanks, Helen. So, yes, and an outlook close to my heart here, the competition one. Um, with 2020 being a year of focus upon a sort of tech and foreign investment, the focus is going to continue. But I think this time around, the authorities will be building their enforcement arsenal beyond investigations. And I think we'll see them start to bare their teeth through new regulatory regimes. So by that, I mean, on the tech front, um, in addition to sort of developing their thinking around algorithms and the Internet of Things, the regulatory developments include the CMA establishing, establishing a digital markets unit, um, and that will essentially carry out pro-competitive interventions in digital markets. It will impose certain requirements on players, um, and particularly those with a significant market status. Um, in the in uh, the European Commission, we have a proposal for a new competition tool within the Digital Markets Act, and that has similar powers to intervene in markets uh, to address structural issues, uh, especially for those digital markets at risk of tipping. On the foreign investment front, uh, we have the UK's um, foreign investment regime uh, that will likely become law uh, in uh, potentially first half of 2021. Um, but uh, interestingly, it will apply retro retroactively um, to transactions um, uh, post 12th of November. Uh, 2020. And if enacted in its current form, the bill will provide the government with uh, new standalone powers to screen investments uh, and the process will be divorced from competition regulation um, and it will give them a power to intervene in any transaction essentially giving um, rise to a risk of, in national security. Um, so that's the competition. Head to the website to see 
those predictions there. Um, I can move on to uh, data protection. Yeah, uh, I mean, oh, you've obviously spoken about the Commission's focus on data previously, haven't you? you you're currently anticipating a, a greater focus on tech and data in the coming months anyway. So what about the data protection front? What do you predict on that front for 2021? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, big from a competition perspective, obviously, but also from a pure data protection perspective, you're right. Um, our team essentially um, flags uh, in our in our, uh, our outlook that companies need to continue to treat data protection and network security as a priority. And they need to ensure that they're clear on the basis that data transfers are taking place, um, particularly as regards the US and a post-Brexit EU as well. Um, the prediction is that we're going to see the ICO accelerating uh, its enforcement activity with a significant increase in um, monetary penalties. So uh, let's watch that space. Mm, and there were some very chunky decisions last year, weren't there? So I think that that makes total sense. Um, Tom, and it doesn't really segue naturally at all, but I know last year we worked together on on a case or some cases involving increased scrutiny in the financial services space around ESG issues. I think we've got at least one, if not a couple of ESG related predictions this year, haven't we? Yeah, so starting with climate risk uh, in financial services, Unsurprisingly, we're predicting that climate change will feature ever more prominently on regulators' agendas and just emphasising that the climate-related financial disclosure rules for premium-listed companies took effect from the 1st of January this year on a a comply or explain basis. Um, And the FCA is going to, um, and the PRA are going to consult on similar rules for other firms in 2021. So undoubtedly, climate change is going to be a real central regulatory focus as it will be, I think, across society more generally. But I think linked to that, we're starting to see um, the focus across society, um, but also in financial services, shift um, and broaden from the E in ESG across to the S and the G, so the social and and governance. Um, And and we expect that um, regulators will follow the zeitgeist in that and so we're anticipating seeing the implementation of corporate reporting on those matters that will lag behind that for climate related products a little bit Um, but we do expect to see the FCA's increased focus on sustainability in general prompt investigations relating to sustainability and governance in the ESG framework going forward. Thanks Tom, Um, that's really interesting I mean I'm again jumping onto completely unrelated topic, but um, in with another sort of financial crime related prediction, we're looking um, together to forward at the year for sanctions. Um, and suffice it to say, we think enforcement, as we've spoken about the ICO, we think enforcement's going to be on the up on UK sanctions front as well. Notably, we've got the UK's autonomous regime taking effect in January. So we anticipate potentially some new designations by OFSI and also that the number of civil enforcement outcomes is going to double during 2021 as OFSI grows in confidence and establishing itself as a world leading sanctions authority. Tom, straight back to you. What are we predicting enforcement wise on the FCA front? So we've seen a lot going on in the world in the last nine months, and I think we are anticipating that that will change people's behaviours and their awareness um, of issues. And I think we can expect issues around a much broader range of issues um, to be raised, and those are broadly going to fall into the culture and governance 
buckets. So things like harassment and bullying, uh, diversity and inclusion, the use of social media and WhatsApp, handling confidential information. And with that in mind, we are anticipating that we are going to see a real increase in the number of Section 166 FISMA skilled person reviews, um, where the primary or secondary focus is a firm's culture um, and its governance. And I think that's much more likely to happen as regulators lift the bonnet on some of these issues as they arise. Mm. Now, oh, sorry, Tom, didn't mean to interrupt you. Carry on. Oh, I was in my flow. Um, uh, and going from that into sort of what we're anticipating for FCA enforcement, um, the FCA is expecting um, the extension of the SMCR to bring much larger numbers of enforcement cases against individuals. And it's going to be important for the FCA to show that that regime has teeth and is working in practice. So we are anticipating that there will be at least two to three um, enforcement final notices that relate to an individual's integrity um, or their fitness and propriety um, as the FCA tries to show that what it's had in place for quite some time is working, um, particularly everything we've seen going on more broadly. Mm. And we've obviously spoken on previous episodes about the different ways that those kind of issues can come to light. One of the principal ones, of course, being whistleblower. And I think, David, you've got um, a team prediction to raise on the whistleblowing front. Yeah, um, I think the prediction there is relates to businesses and sectors with complex supply chains, um, which are which are going to face a higher risk of of whistleblowing issues. I think um, the prediction specifically focuses in focuses in on uh, a surge in healthcare and supply chain whistleblows, not least because COVID nineteen pandemic has shone the spotlight on public health issues, included in the health sector. Um, but also on the treatment of workers in supply chains and particularly uh, those in the manufacturing space. Um, so there's an interesting piece on that. Yeah, of course, we had the the very public um, issues around Boohoo, for example, last year, didn't we? So I can quite see that there might be further cases in that sort of vein. Um, on my side, then, I think I've got the the sort of the last prediction from the crime team side um, to close. It's um, it's around the SFO, and I know we've obviously talked a lot already on previous episodes around our expectations about what the SFO is going to be doing this coming year. So I'm going to keep it really, really short, and and I would direct people again to the webpage for further details. But in brief, our headline prediction is that we will see two to three more DPAs, that's deferred prosecution agreements, being entered into in this coming year, with at least some of those being global settlements, perhaps with um, US DOJ, for example, or other European enforcement agencies. Um, and also, we are uh, still anticipating some clarity around document issues, um, data-related issues, such as the Supreme Court KBR determination about documents held um, overseas. And also, we are expecting to see some deployment of the new US-UK overseas production orders following the bilateral agreement reached last year. Um, so we'd expect to see some developments on that in 2021. Um, well, that was a pretty whistle-stop tour through some of our team's predictions for the upcoming year. As we said, please do visit the Investigations Outlook 2021 page on Insights and contact us if you've got any questions at all. Um, you should see on each of the relevant pages a key contact for the area of interest, but if in doubt, obviously, please do reach out to any member of the CRCC team. We'd be happy to help. And we on the podcast side, on our CRC Spotlight series, will pick up several of these areas to look at more closely or even perhaps from a slightly different angle over the coming weeks. For example, 
We are still due, we know, to bring you the episode focusing on culture that we've interrupted our schedule for here to do this episode. And I know we've also got some specific changes post-Brexit that we're keen to bring to your attention in particular. From my side, for example, I think we're going to have Stephen Gentle from the crime team on to talk about extradition. Um, but there's lots to talk about this year. So please don't forget to subscribe to our series on Spotify or iTunes. And we'll look forward to seeing you with fresh material this time next week. Looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you, you very much. much.